1: Welcome to the show, and today we're fortunate to have Charlie Tyson. He's the Technology Activation Manager in the Office of Future Mobility and Electrification. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thanks, Ed.
2: Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, well, it's, I'm glad. I'm, I'm I'm waiting to hear what you're going to tell us. And uh, so for the purpose of, you know, we know that you attended the Consumer Electronics Show, and I want to make sure that people really understand what it is, but Could you first kind of tell us what the show is about, just in general, for someone that's never been there?
2: Yeah, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to share to your audience about the Consumer Electronics Show and specifically the one in 2022 that just uh, concluded last week. So, um, my name is Charlie Tyson. As you as you mentioned, I'm with the Office of Future Mobility and Electrification through the MEDC, along with the state of Michigan. So. Uh, we're trying to create a stronger state economy through improved mobility and transportation, trying to create investments in, in um, high-paying jobs when it comes to advanced automotive and, and the movement of people and goods, but also trying to improve how people um, get to their medical appointments or get to, to school or whatever it might be. We want to try to find a way to improve improve the quality of life by improving transportation options. So. Um, consumer electronic show 2022, CES, um, wasn't specifically focused on automotive, but it's a definitely, be, it's become a huge trend at the, at the show. So, uh, CES is essentially like Disney World for global innovators. Think about, um, you know, top corporations, emerging startups, investors, you name it. This is a, um, kind of one of the biggest events of the year when it comes to, Technology and innovation. Um, it's now hit 50 years, um, but it's really a big opportunity for us within the MEDC and the Office of Future Mobility and Electrification to highlight what Michigan's doing to be a leader in mobility. We put the, wheel, the world on wheels, but it's important for us to not just sit back and let other parts of the world kind of take our pole position as a leader in automotive. So we're out there. Highlighting the different successes the auto industry and the mobility market in Michigan has made, but also meeting with companies, learning about what they're working on and how they can support communities and improving transportation and improving the quality of lives for Michigan residents.
1: Yeah, and I think the last 10 years, you've seen more and more auto announcements, whether it's, you know, on the electrification side of things or, just in general, new car companies starting up. I mean, you got quite a gamut of folks who are in this mobility space there now, right? Yeah, definitely.
2: um, From what I hear, um, CES 10, 15, 20 years ago was very heavily focused on consumer electronics, right? That's the name of the the conference. And that's still a big focus. You see many of the big um, corporations and and manufacturers like Apple and Sony sharing their new widgets and different devices, which is really fun to see. But there's a huge trend and definitely a lot more activity when it comes to automotive and mobility. You see a lot of the big automakers, tech startups, et cetera, talking about um, not only what's currently being worked on when it comes to battery and and extending ranges, but also uh, what the future will look like when it comes to autonomous vehicles and how it can truly um, positively impact the way people and goods move about.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember when I started at the Medc, I called you up once about the drones for ships that was being done, and I think you went to Northern Michigan, right, or did you go to Michigan Tech? I can't remember Northern NMU. You got it. Yes, and why don't you just tell a quick story what that is a little bit that ties into this because I think it fits a little bit with the CES format.
2: Yeah, so you know you're you're always sharing really interesting stuff to me, Ed. So um, I think you're alluding to. The aerial mobility corridor that was recently announced announced last week. Is that correct? That
1: was one, and we can you tell that one first. And I just remembered another one. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So we see mobility as multimodal. Automotive is obviously a huge focus for us here in the state of Michigan, from an economic development standpoint, from job opportunities. You name it. But we see, especially over the last few years, an opportunity to view mobility as more than automotive. It's it's how we move people and goods from point A to point B by air, land, or sea. I say the Great Lakes, of course, since we're here in Michigan. But um, with that, excuse me, with that, um, the state of Michigan, our office, has worked with MDOT's Aeronautics Division to put out a study and identify The private, a private sector partner to conduct a study to let, to help us understand how we can enable what's called beyond visual line of sight drones. So being able to get this approval, approval from the FAA will really kind of unlock, unlock an economic development opportunity for companies looking to deploy their technologies and, and their drones in Michigan when it, even, you know, for example, UPS, Amazon, even smaller companies, um, being able to operate a drone Uh, beyond visual line of sight to move vital packages and medical supplies to areas uh, that may have supply chain bottlenecks, but also to areas that maybe are highly remote. Um, Looking up at, for example, Northern Michigan, um, being an NMU alumni, um, I always think about what we can do to leverage mobility solutions to um, address challenges facing more remote and honestly beautiful parts of Michigan.
1: And I think there were probably a lot of drones, I believe, at the uh, CES too as well, right? A lot of different formats for those too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll see small drones that you know just consumers will use, but also you're even seeing some automakers invest in um, advanced aerospace companies uh, to develop what's called EV tolls, electric vehicle takeoff and landing. So um, this will take some time, of course, but essentially the goal is for uh, drones that are the size of vehicles to be able to take off um, vertically and um, operate from a hybrid propulsion system or an electric propulsion system and kind of go from point to point within cities, uh, moving people and or goods. So you're look, you're seeing not only um, tech startups, but even big automotive companies looking at different um, partnership opportunities and different modes of, of future transportation.
1: You triggered something else by that, but uh, electrification, you know, I noticed even in your title, there are two different words, two different nouns. I guess nouns are verbs. But um, so what is the electrification kind of like at CES too? Is there movement in that area too?
2: Yeah, absolutely. This This year was um, definitely heavily focused on electrification. You, you saw some announcements from GM. Um, there were other different types of um, emerging tech startups from all over the world looking at or or sharing their different battery technologies or, um, you know, software solutions for in-vehicle displays to help you identify where charging stations are so that, um, you know, drivers don't have range anxiety. So there's different solutions coming to the market currently that can really make an impact right now. And um, based on where the industry is going and and how we want to create a more environmentally friendly transportation system in Michigan, um, It was a great opportunity for us to talk all things electrification at CES this year.
1: You know, and you also just triggered something else. Uh, You uh, mentioned General Motors, which is headquartered in Michigan. Were there other Michigan-based companies there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You see a lot of different tier one automotive suppliers that are looking to invest in startups, but also partner with um, other corporations. But for example... You know, in my role, um, and also due to the passion I received from, or I I, I learned I learned a passion when I um, was at NMU, going through Invent at NMU. This is a program that was partly supported by MEDC, and it helps entrepreneurs take their ideas from what we what we called nap into market. So I've really found a lot of passion for working working with entrepreneurs. So uh, I, I say that because there are a few um, companies out at CES from CES 2020. Uh, that, that were from Michigan. For example, Dunamis Energy. This is a Michigan-based um, company that is woman-owned, diverse, certified business. Uh, they are kind of manufacturing or beginning to manufacture and develop innovative electric vehicle charging stations. Their team was out at CES this year, uh, 2022. Um, and they were you know, working with, uh, working on trying to establish partnerships with automakers. So that was a really exciting uh, team to see out there. Uh, we also had another company, um, AdaStack Corporation. They recently set up their headquarters in Detroit. They're from um, originally Turkey and then San Francisco, but they saw a huge opportunity in Detroit due to our automotive cluster, due to the progressive economic development support. So they've actually set up their team in in Detroit and are working with Michigan State University to deploy their full-size semi-autonomous transit bus on Michigan State's campus. So their team was out there. MSU was out there talking about this really first of its kind in the U.S. deployment of autonomous technologies.
1: So when you go there, do you get a chance to talk to all the Michigan-based companies? Do you try to visit them or do you? Yeah,
2: definitely. You know, there's a lot of time spent prior to the conference, you know, identifying who's going to be out there, which partners and universities will be out there. And that helps you plan out your week. I learned uh, when I first attended a CES that you can plan out you know you can plan for days and, and weeks, but there's going to be things that change on site. so you' I, I spent a lot of my time going to pre-scheduled meetings with Michigan companies but also companies from Israel in Silicon Valley in Boston, from all over the world trying to meet with companies that are that have unique backgrounds, unique technologies, understanding what they need for support and how we can essentially bring them to Michigan because we know, the state of Michigan is one of the best places for startups to grow and to partner with emerging um, you know, technologies and the auto industry and communities, transit agencies. We try to create an ecosystem here in Michigan that um, is uh, very attractive for startups and companies of all sizes, to, uh, for that matter. And so we're out there promoting that, trying to just connect with companies that want to move to Michigan.
0: You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward podcast
1: the governor kind of created the office of future mobility and electrification. Correct. Was that it was about jobs too. We're trying to attract talent. Did you get a chance to do any talent things? Like, is there companies out, do people bring their resumes? Do they, you know, is it like that kind of activity too, or.
2: You know, I think there are some tracks, they call them different tracks at CES where um, there's presentations and different exhibit areas. Um, The one thing I can point to when it comes to talent is having Universities out there. In past years, we've had Michigan Tech University. This year, Michigan State University uh, was out there talking to companies that may need to hire, and we want them to hire Michigan uh, employees. Uh, We want them to bring their operations to Michigan and work with our universities to um, identify, um, you know, very knowledgeable and and successful future leaders. So, Having the universities out there is really helpful. I didn't get a chance to go to any presentations related to talent, but uh, I know that there's an opportunity to go check out CES 2020's website and, and learn
1: more. You also, I just remember what it did. I did send you a long time ago, but it was at Northern. And it was the Autonomous, I think, uh, Water Vehicles, or I might be saying it wrong. What What is the name of that program up at Northern?
2: Yeah, there's uh, that's actually through Michigan Tech University. Michigan Tech, um, sorry. sorry. Yeah, Northern Michigan University has um, a cybersecurity program that's really unique. And cyber is a, a huge factor that spans many, many industries. Uh, but the one that you're mentioning is the Great Lakes Research Center through Michigan Tech University. They are one of the the leading global maritime test beds. Um, We want to leverage our our assets here in Michigan. Michigan Tech does that with the Great Lakes and their engineering talent. So they're testing how to make freight and shipping more efficient, utilizing the Great Lakes. They're looking at underwater surveying, search and rescue, uh, working with companies globally to partner um, with Michigan entities. And, And my team, we spend a lot of time going out, finding companies that need to do testing when it comes to maritime um so then we like to connect them to our experts at Michigan Tech University to do, to do that testing that's needed but um yeah you know solar powered boats um a, com- a startup out of West Michigan lilypad they uh, recently received a Michigan Mobility Funding Platform grant to deploy their solar powered and semi autonomous recreational boat uh, so that's that's mobility, too. Uh, we got to think about it more than just uh, ground-based transportation.
1: Yeah, I think Michigan might have more boat licenses than any other state in the country, I think. I don't know. We might be – I think because we have so many inland lakes, too. It probably helps with the Great Lakes, too. But um, do you – so was there anything you sort of liked just as you as a person who's just sort of intellectually curious? Uh, like what did you find sort of interesting out there, too, as well?
2: Yeah, so – As much as uh, I get my interest from gadgets and technology from my father, he's always um, when able, you know, going out and trying to get the newest phone and whatever it might be. As much as I I do like uh, technology for when it comes to consumer devices, I'm really interested in looking at what is transforming industries. That's why, you know, that keeps me up at night. And I think that provides us a big opportunity to innovate here in Michigan. So one really interesting thing I saw was BMW. They have, they have uh, they announced and really um, they showed they demoed a technology that could actually change the color of of a vehicle with kind of a switch of a button. And right now it goes from black to gray to white. But in, over time, that you know you could essentially change the color of your vehicle at, to many different colors, and that's pretty cool. And then also, um, John Deere announced their fully autonomous tractor, which was really cool. We have a huge agriculture industry here in Michigan um a main economic driver for our state. And so, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, how can we work with Michigan farmers um, and producers to understand maybe they have labor shortages or they have um you know inefficiencies? How can we work with industry like John Deere and their fully autonomous tractor, leverage their technology, their investments potentially, and to work with Michigan, Michigan agriculture stakeholders.
1: Yeah, no, I saw actually it's funny you said those too. I saw the car that changes colors. Um, and it's pretty neat. You know, I can imagine for safety factors too, that might even be more viable, like at nighttime for driving around or during storms. Um, and the, and I thought that the autonomous tractors, I'm surprised. I thought I've been hearing about that for quite a few years, but it sounds like this is actually, I should say rubber meets the dirt. Uh, but the, yeah, for farming now. And that's just, Going to really change things, uh, because it's some pretty big projects. I think that the picture I saw the one I don't know if they had that big giant tractor at the show. Did they? They like, did, you, it, you know, unfortunately. Okay. Um. Well, you know, um, I think that uh, we're close to the end of the show here. I just want to ask you a couple more questions, but uh, you're you're a younger guy, so um, what would you tell yourself maybe if you went back to high school to say? What would you go into a career-wise now, or did you think you picked the right career?
2: You know, I feel very lucky. Um, I did, you know, up my game, if you will, when it came to um, doing the best I could in classes during college at NMU, during my undergrad. Uh, but I feel very lucky. Um, I think the different programs that are available for students um, get involved. I definitely... Saw value in you know signing up to present when it wasn't it was more of a volunteer opportunity to present during a class or getting involved in a local program um, with your university. Kind of go above and beyond uh, when it comes to things that could help you gain experience, you know, teach you whether you might like something or not when it comes to a certain field. So I definitely spent my you know part of my undergrad as involved as I, as I could, and that kind of led me to again invent an NMU where I found passion for economic development and entrepreneurship and was able to get my foot in the door with MEDC and, and worked for the Pure Michigan Business Business Connect program. And I can see myself in economic development long term. I, I feel very fortunate.
1: I wish I would have saw that when I was in college. The uh, last question I'll ask you, what's your favorite spot in Michigan? I know you're an outdoorsman. Oh, gosh,
2: that's a great uh, question. And I can't spot. be too specific because there's a few spots that are a bit of a secret, but i um, I love all things Upper Peninsula. Um, I love Northwest Michigan. Uh, I'm a big outdoorsman, as you said. So I just love getting out there, spending time along Lake Michigan or Lake Superior. Um, I guess if I had to say one, um, I would say Picture Rocks National Lakeshore. Um, It's a beautiful national lakeshore that we have in Michigan. If you haven't been up there, it's not that long of a drive. Um, And we hope you could take an electric vehicle there
1: sooner than later <laughs> good plug um and by the way you did a great job on our report for 2022 ces once again our guest was charlie tyson with the medc he's a technology activation manager with the office of future mobility and electrification thanks again charlie for doing the show today
2: absolutely thanks a lot Ed. take care
1: join us next week as we chat with quinton messer jr CEO of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, on the state's momentum closing out 2021 and moving into the new year.
0: The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit MichiganBusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.